So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and right over here to my left, I have Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good. Rick, how are you? I'm doing great. All is all is well. The, uh, the fam is gathering in the chat, I see. Hi, Jason, and welcome, guests. Uh, glad you're with us tonight. We're going to have a... A fun time around the campfire again. I'm going to have to find this campfire sound effects, fireplace sound effects or something. Oh, no? I thought you meant you were going to have to actually find a campfire because I was going to say, you know, if you uh, get your butt down to Canada, I'm pretty sure we can arrange something in my backyard. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on that. I uh, I noticed our, our uh, friend in Australia on Skype earlier. I, I need to get him more information. Then we can make a movie. Movie making fun. Well, a short film. <clears throat> but yes. we're not here to talk about our movie tonight, I suppose. No, A little not. bit. We'll bring it up. It always comes up, seems. Ah, yes, see, there's Jason. And uh, no Sam yet, but he can always be one of those guests trying to log in. It's always fun. Blog Talk be. Radio. Could be. Anyway. So there's really not much um, new to discuss, so why don't we just go ahead and bring our guest on? Cause, um, not much news. I haven't been, done much in the last week. Been, you, you've been busy. No, I have been. Still I equalizing have. And, and, and finding the balance of the Appalachians and yes. the dogs and the, everything. Dogs, family, new job. Big house. Uh, big house. Big house. Has been gone all week. Yep. More to clean than it's, the one-bedroom apartment, but or wait, two-bedroom um, apartment. More to clean, less to clean. It's strange how when you have a bigger space, although there's more surface area to cover, it doesn't get cluttered as quickly. It's true. So Got more room for I'm, stuff. Yeah, I'm quite content because I'm not losing my mind. You know, my OCD problem with... Um, Everything's got to be in a certain place. <laughs> yeah, that um, just a I little can, bit right at first because the mountain houses I've been yeah. in are never quite that. They're they're always a little more eclectic and relaxed. It seems to me. No, this is um it it is it is eclectic. It is relaxed. We have random weirdness. We have a gorilla hanging from our porch, um, swinging from a pole. 
Um, we have a face on a tree out in the middle of our bush near our driveway. So we have random weirdness. Absolutely. You've been boiling but bones. I have bleaching bones today. So yes, I've been bleaching bones today. Um, I but I have the most wonderful, amazing husband who understands my weirdness with organization. Need for order. Um, and who yeah, my need for order. So I will go to work and I will come back to the house and another room will be done. He's taking care of all of the garage, all of the tools. He even organized my paint stuff, my craft stuff. My, I mean, yeah. I'm just... And, he's oh, he's and pretty he's awesome, this, this uh, demon of yours. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. demons go, yeah, he he's really pretty is. awesome. He is. Um, most people, most people don't a short see them shift as a lot. loving creatures, but they are. And you just got to take them for who they are, you know, and if you leave them alone and let them be and be who they are, then they give that back to you. It's crazy. I mean, he's such a good Yeah, as long as God doesn't tell them to whack you, then they'll whack you. Thanks twice. (laughs) I mean, that's the job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just it's in, in the job description. It's in the job description. But you know what? He, um, no, he's been really good to us. And so I, even with me being tired from working a new job and all the craziness going on around here, there's a lot that he's done that um, I'm eternally grateful for because I was just at one point losing my mind. But at your wits, I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to the end of the rope and you did the right thing. You let go. Yes. Yeah. Don't want to be like that guy that froze to death like eight feet off the ground because he got to the end of his rope and it was dark at night and he didn't know. And he, he refused to, to yeah. let go. Afraid to fall. Froze um, to death. But yeah. sometimes, he, sometimes he got to let go of the rope. So, um, you know, I mean, there's more than just me living here. So I let go of the rope and, okay, I'm going to work. The house is in your hands. And you do what you got to do. And I came back. And and they've been doing what they got to do. It's excellent. Yeah, they have been. All right. It's been wonderful. So I'll put a link here in the in the chat room for everybody. It's, uh, we've got the one up at the top, and then there's the Facebook link to the Mind Energy Co-Creative Sanctuary because uh, we have with us tonight Gage Tarrant. How are you, Gage? I'm fine. I'm Excellent. doing great. Glad to be here. Well, I was thanks for joining us. Gage does some really interesting work and her modality is something that we haven't had on the show yet, so I was really excited when she said she'd come and play with us. In the New virtual sandbox, sitting around the campfire, the old library with red leather couches and stuff. <laughs> Jean laid out, sprawled across one of them, no shoes, you know, hippie spook. <laughs> well, uh, or footy pajamas, maybe. That would be shoes, kind of. Footy pajamas. We'd have to all get footy pajamas for one show. That's right. <laughs> That's insane. I can't even picture it. You in footy pajamas. Do they make footy pajamas for men that are six foot, what are you? Six foot seven, two? eight? <laughs> The pictures yeah, sure. you see look so tall. So, uh, Gage, because I don't know anything about you, because that's my job, to not know anything about you, I get to ask you the key question, and then we'll uh, have some conversational adventures. 
Who the hell are you and what do you do? <laughs> well, um, I am, I, I practice biofeedback and I instruct biofeedback and I am a hypnotherapist and an astrologer and so I ha- there's a lot of uh, crossover in everything that I do in terms of um, being able to apply relaxation training to energy medicine, even in a medical context, as well as even in spiritual contexts. And so uh, that is is part of what I do. It's something that bridges the gap between those two worlds, which is uh, an area that definitely needs to be re-emerged, so to speak. So that is what I do, and I have an online training uh, system where, whereby people from all over the world who uh, practice the kind of biofeedback that I do can log into what is um, seemingly a very simple website on the outside, but is really a vast library of content on all kinds of matters, uh, anything from medical stress issues all the way to some of our more emotionally-based stress issues and even some of our spiritually stressed-based issues. So... That is what I do. I have the great pleasure of being able to travel around the world and interface with uh, users of, of the, the type of biofeedback that I practice. And um, our users are so broad in scope that it's always fascinating to meet everybody who uses it. And we have everybody from medical doctors to people just using it on themselves for their own personal growth. Uh, from the comfort of their home and for their own self-journey using it. And so uh, there's just a lot of, of of ways that we can apply it, and it appeals to so many people. It's, there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. So that's who the hell I am and what the hell I do. <laughs> and never a dull answer to that question either. It's always fun to see what see what we get. Absolutely. All right, because I'm the, the, the rookie who doesn't know anything. That's my job. I'm the one who says, I don't know nothing. I look, I look and see what people do, and she purposely does not. Absolutely. So she plays the audience biofeedback Because I'm the audience member who has not got a clue what you're talking about. That's my role. That's good. Because that's that's where a lot of people start when they um, enter into something this complex. Is they don't know anything about it, and so they ask probably some of the best questions. So, so yeah. So explain biofeedback, like from the basics, and how the heck did you get involved with something like this? Well, um, the way I got involved with it was when I was um, I was studying hypnotherapy, and there were some some very profound. Uh, experiences that I was 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 experiencing as well as my clients, and I I I knew that the the mind's power and its control over the body could be so profound that that I wanted a way to address that even more directly, and to perhaps find a way to more quickly determine what was going on with a person and their mind body connection and try to enhance that and and direct focus in a more pointed way. And so many, many people from the counseling field, such as myself, use biofeedback for that reason to 
read people's brain waves to let them know when they are exerting control over their their different brain wave speeds. For example, when they're more alert, they're a little faster. When they're more relaxed, they're slower. When they're asleep, they're even slower than that. And so by learning control over it, uh, we gain some access over control over a lot of different bodily processes that most people would think just relates to something as simple as impulse control, for example, you know, to to try to train yourself not to want cookies, for example. But uh, in in fact, there's there's really a lot of medical applications to it and people using their mind to support their wellness and even recovery from disease. There's It, it certainly can't help and it can only, or it certainly can't hurt and, and can only help. And that was where we started to see uh, uh, some phenomenon that was very remarkable. I had certain clients that were very talented at it and could even, before my very eyes, make a bruise disappear on their hand, for example. And I was working with some some of the elderly in rehabilitation centers and was just truly amazed at what would happen when they would start unlocking the power of their mind at, at some of these slower brain rate speeds and would put themselves in, into trance states and be able to effect very positive change. And so uh, just by virtue of, of being in the counseling field and, and having been demonstrated while I was, you know, att- attending college for it, we were demonstrated certain biofeedback devices, but then I saw the one that I use uh, right now that was so much more than anything that had been used in classical biofeedback of just simple brain waves and muscle re-education and heart rate variability, for example, you know, con- controlling your heart rate and the like. And this one encompassed so much. Um, the inventor of the device, uh, what he found was a way to capture the three-dimensional shape of a lot of different substances, either from our environment or substances within our body, or substances from things like vitamins, minerals, you name it, flower essences, uh, homeopathics. And he was able to store those electrical signatures on a device and then through biofeedback reactivity testing, that means that, that we just send these signatures to somebody through, you know, for contact with their skin electrically to see which ones they just simply react to. And we've got about 11,000 of these different signatures on there. And what starts to, what starts to reveal itself is, is what basically their subconscious mind is the most concerned with. And we start to see repeating patterns. And uh, obviously with so many different signatures involved, ranging from emotional signatures to flower essences to even some medications. When we start to see somebody reacting to something, that's a whole different ballgame than the disease paradigm of, of, of what does a person, quote, have, right? Like, what is their disease? What is their diagnosis? You get out of that little tiny box for a moment, and you start to see the other things that they're reacting to, and you see a holistic picture emerge that is about the whole person. And on many different okay. Now you've got me completely hooked and fascinated because what I'm hearing you say is that you're taking a very scientific 
technical approach to a very ancient truth. Absolutely. And, and, and you're marrying. Absolutely. And there's several ancient truths on here. And, um, you know, not not even uh, uh, mentioning some of the deeper trance states that, of course, are conducive to heightened awareness, but but also the ancient principles of traditional Chinese medicine are well represented on the device because uh, in the field of energetic medicine, uh, there were several pioneers who uh, determined the electrical profiles of the meridian systems, okay? And they each have their own signature or their profile. And there are, of course, a lot of different signatures of herbs that go with traditional Chinese medicine. But also some of those herbs are there to support factors within us that are are better described as more energetic, even though they can uh, support the physical body, but they also support the emotional body, the mental body, and even that can lead us to, again, going back to this heightened state of spiritual awareness. And it's, it's uh, so yes, ancient traditions are definitely well represented on it, but the uh, inventor, of course, who was a homeopath and a naturopath, but also a psychologist, was deeply interested in uh, some of the trance states that uh, were reached and, and it, through certain practices, certain spiritual practices of meditation, for example, and basically wrote programs that have the vibrational support for helping helping get somebody to those trans states better and and to help resonate on a vibrational level that is is really more about our spiritual wellness and our spiritual awareness than our physical but there really is no separating the two sometimes uh, when we see people with come in with complaints about fatigue and, and all kinds of different stress, we start working with some of these vibrational patterns that are really more supportive on the spiritual level, and we start to see profound changes in all areas, their thinking, their emotional well-being, and even the way they're carrying themselves in their bodies. So it's, um, it's, it's definitely a scientific bridge between what we know about spiritual wellness and the physical body being a temple for that spiritual wellness. So walk me through um walk me through the process if if you don't mind because the, like I said you've got me hooked. So I'm coming to you and um not now as somebody who has questions but somebody who's looking for help because I'm fatigued, depressed, feeling overwhelmed. Chronic pain chronic pain, what are my first steps when I when I come to you? What walk me through the process of me and you getting to know each other and, and you know, where do we go after we say hello? And that's a that's a, a very important question because it can't be all about the technology. It has to be about that connection between, you know, who you're seeing and who's operating the device and the person in front of you and, and uh that that person Whoever it is, if that were you, you would come in with your own unique profile, and that was something that was very heavily considered in the design of, of the system, is to show that, to show where your reactions are going to be different. So if you were to, say, for example, come in and 
talk to me about what your goals were, what what you desired, um, what was bothering you that you'd like a little more control over, such as pain, fatigue, all kinds of things. If you were to explain that, then I would probably explain a little bit about what the device does, which is, is very similar to what I just shared with you. And then we would connect you there's a to to the device uh, across the forehead and the wrists and the ankle. There's five contact points for galvanic skin response so that we can basically send you at a very, very safe and gentle level. Many people can't feel it, but many sensitive people do. And we just send you these 11,000 different signatures and, and, and basically your body electric and your super conscious mind tells us which ones are the most important because it'll react to certain certain items very strongly, certain items a little stronger than normal, and other signatures that'll just respond with a normal response. And in which case, sometimes that can be even uh, interesting to go in and interpret because sometimes people who've been living with something for such a long time, they don't necessarily shout at something that has been with them for a long time because they, they've adapted to it. They've become so used to it. And that's where the dialogue between uh, the biofeedback specialist and, and the client is so important because we, we even though the device is, is profoundly accurate, it also doesn't replace the, some other factors we need to consider, and that's that you know you might be reacting to some things and not reacting to others because... You've just been living with them so long that perhaps you've just accepted them as a part of your reality. And then um, what we do is we just look at your reactions, and then we go to there's 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 800 different subprograms. So we've got a lot a lot of choices here, and that's where what you say, based on what we can read from your reactions, kind of determines where we're going to visit within the program. Like for example, if you're in chronic pain, we'll go to the pain panels and and. There's signatures in there of homeopathics that actually cause your body electric to react against them and alert itself to your own pain to reduce it. It's 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 phenomenal. Even though we send signatures at a very subtle and safe level, uh, all of which are very pleasant, even though we can send these, it's ultimately your body electric and your subconscious mind doing all the work. But we're sending it not just frequencies. These are actual waveforms and shapes, shapes that the body electric recognizes. It recognizes these because each one of, everything has its own unique electrical signature. If you get into the complexity of the three-dimensional shape of it and don't just stick to a simple, you know, two-dimensional frequency. We've got more electrical information than a simple frequency, and so we send that to the body electric, and it says, oh, that was a signature for vitamin A. I'm reacting very strongly to that. And then the person starts telling us that they might have some eye strain that they're, they're, they're experiencing, or they might react to a homeopathic or a pain profile that's very specific to them that, let's say, Oh, yes, the, the only thing that really improves my pain are two things, movement and heat. And then, But we've got signatures on there for that. They react to those two things. That tells us something and that, that enables us to send that information to them electrically. And um, it's very profound. 
what we are seeing with what really the superconscious, I, I want to go beyond the subconscious here, but actually the superconscious can react to because the, the superconscious is aware of, of so much uh, in our environment. Uh, if we're sitting next to somebody who's, for example, they've just uh, washed their clothes in a toxic laundry detergent, we might see somebody react to that because they're sitting next to that person. So sometimes when we see all of these different ranges of reactions, we have to we have to ask questions. Why do you think you're reacting to this, right? You know, and we we have to determine which ones are more important than others. Now we also have emotional signatures on there, and that I think is uh, some of the, some of the most uh, profound work that we can do with a device and with a human being sitting in front of us who needs to perhaps try to get control over some of these these things. Uh, but what he did, if you don't mind my rambling on here, uh, is what, what the inventor did was he gathered people, you know, being a psychologist and, inter- and interested in homeopathy, what he did was he, he gathered people in groups and, and worked them up into feeling certain emotions very powerfully. Like, for example, he'd get like 20 people and say, okay, I want everybody to really get in touch with your anger right now. And generate that anger and really feel it in your body and really emanate this because he was very certain that there had to be an, an energetic or electrical profile of that anger. But he needed a sample from many different people so that it wasn't just, you know, one person's electrical sample. And we wanted to find the common link. And um, he did that and did did it did it the way that homeopaths do is he stored that energetic frequency of what they were generating into diatomaceous earth. And if you don't know what diatomaceous earth is, it's, it's like this fossil fossil material that looks like a powder, but, but it's really, really uh, porous and it absorbs energy really well. And then what he did was he took that, that material that, that everybody had pretty much gathered around and put the energy of their anger into and he, placed it into a vial with some uh, distilled water and some non-allergic alcohol, and then he amplified it. And homeopaths do that by succussion. They they, they they pound it rhythmically the same way your heart beats, and that intensifies the, uh, the signature and makes it more clear and imprinted in the water. And this is something that he was able to measure with his equipment. He said, okay, let's see the electrical profile of anger. And what you can now do, because that's a three-dimensional shape of it, is if those waveforms, that energetic substance called anger, if that has left or is alive in you somehow energetically, maybe it's not a molecule, but it's a waveform and a very specific one or a combination of waveforms that's very unique. If that exists, can we turn it upside down and cancel it out? And that's what we call an inversion. We take that signature and we just go, okay, we're going to send the opposite one and try to cancel it out and break it up. And this has proven to be enormously helpful for a lot of people who are walking around with a lot of stored emotional stress in their bodies. Let's face it, if you're, if you're, if you're going through something really stressful for a prolonged period of time and you've got your adrenals kicking in and upping electrical voltage and really amplifying whatever emotion you're experiencing, that can leave little imprints and, and waveforms energetically 
throughout your body. We know we experience emotions through our body. As a matter of fact, 50% of the population will experience rejection as physical pain before they even know what emotion they're, they're experiencing. All they know is their body hurts. It just felt like somebody punched them in the stomach or something. And so, you know, it's really interesting to be able to go in and, and work with these waveforms uh, of these different emotions because, you know, once you did a few, you said, we're really onto something here. And, and so there's, there's uh, 74 of them on there now. And it ranges from all kinds of things. It's just fascinating. It really is. I, I, I've been doing this for over... I got, I got it. I'm sorry. I got to interrupt you again because, again, you, you're so fascinating and what you're doing is just amazing. Now, traditionally speaking, in order to deal with some of these suppressed anger issues, you have to go back and revisit the experience. Not re-experience it, but at least revisit it, acknowledge it, and and work out a way to let it go. Is Does your system mean that they would not have to go through the emotional trauma of going through that process? Well, it's it's interesting that you should bring that up because, you know, the the body does store memory. I mean, our our quote mind really is using our whole body to store memory with and we have actually a special program for for just that. And it's a program that actually measures your reactions to numeric ages and shows a profile of, of of what the reactive ages are that are an issue for the subconscious. See, your conscious mind could never possibly react as quickly as what your body electric in conjunction with your superconscious mind can because this is all taking place at very, very rapid speeds, way too fast for the conscious mind to, to be able to interfere with it. That was another one of the inventors, uh, Bill Nelson, Desiree Dubinick. That, that was another one of the... Of the, of the primary concerns was making sure that we weren't going to allow conscience interference, that this was going to be truly an interface with the superconscious or subconscious, but really beyond the subconscious, it's the superconscious. And so there's a lot of research that suggests that we are absolutely able to sense information coming from a computer to us. There was a lot of research done on this at Princeton. And uh, so there's a special program that will um, allow the superconscious to react to the right ages, and sometimes we'll see five, six, seven, eight, nine ages, including gestation weeks, react. But we can yes, through we can ask those questions. We can use that program to ask the client's superconscious which ages are the most important today, right now, in terms of what's active within you and in your memory, and perhaps might represent. A, a, a form of stress. What are those ages? Where is it stored in the body? And then we can also filter that same question with emotions. We can. We've got a little it's like computer language here. Forgive me for being a technical geek here, but we can load signatures of certain emotions, even three or four, all at once, and then ask the question. Say, okay, show us the uh, the reactive ages that go with resistance to change. Anger, depression, and focus mind, for example. We can do all of that, and it's uh, it, it's it's one of the areas where I have chosen to specialize in, and probably use it, a, you know, really a lot, uh, just because it's 
it, it's so profound. Uh, many people will recognize those ages and say, how did the machine know? And, and that's where we have to really continually educate them. Really, it's not the, de- it's not the device that knows. It was your superconscious reactions. That's, that's what's... This is just a, a, a way for us to interface. That's right. Um, you know, they, they're, they're doing a lot of work, like at the HeartMath Institute, about the electromagnetic field that our hearts generate and radiate. And um, so as one of the, you know, geeky computer science people in the, in the room, um, it does, it, it, it makes sense. And uh, even the inversion, uh, people can think about uh, waves uh, you probably know that if you have a sound, let's say, and it's a wave, and then you step that wave off by half a step, that the crest and the trough both meet together and they just uh, cancel each other out. Yeah, a really good example of that was, uh, what? oh, I forgot, but it was a, a microphone company. No, it was Bose, I think. It was Bose noise. The company. Bose sound headphone things. Yeah, yeah, they had a great... I remember reading their ad going, this perfectly describes what we do. And I, I worked with compliance for a long time in the industry, uh, just because obviously this, this this gets some unusual attention, shall we say, and some resistance too, uh, <laughs> but, but because uh, there's a lot of people really rooted in molecular biology that want to, you know, resolve everything through a pharmaceutical, but that's not what we're doing, but... I was asking our attorney, our, our FDA attorney, you know, I said, why can't we use, you know, similar language to this to describe what we do? And he goes, because now you're talking about health. They're talking about sound. And I said, but it's the same thing. It's a, it's a wave. And he said, well, I'll think about it. And then we never really got back to it. Never but, really come back to it. Yeah. yeah but the well, vote, the physicists uh, can't decide amongst themselves whether everything's a wave or a particle. So, you know, uh, how would the lawyers ever get there? Uh, and if you All right. Well, since we're since we're talking about lawyers, let's let's ask the hard question then and get it out of the way before we go to a break, and then we'll get into some fun stuff. Um, and I usually don't do this, but I have a lot of respect for your ability to answer this question. I hardly ever put anybody on the spot, but I'm going to do it with you. A lot of people, and it's only because I respect highly what you're doing, okay? A lot of people would call what you're doing pseudoscience. And I can imagine that you've had to face a lot of opposition, especially from some of the people, like you said, who are pushing the bioscience end of things because the pharmaceutical companies do want to sell their pills. Um, you know, my my question though is, are you noticing? Because you've been doing this for a while, are you noticing that it's becoming more acceptable, and that people are becoming more interested in it because they're looking for alternative methods? Yes, and actually, um, I've I've kind of ridden the wave of addressing some of the opposition, and some of some of the opposition is well founded. If you're making claims that cannot be substantiated, you are practicing pseudoscience. But this has all been validated. In 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 today's world, there's two keys: validation and verification, and that comes through the scientific process. And we have not only compiled a, a, a massive now amount of scientific literature and data that you know is is 
confirms that what that the device is doing what it says it's doing. But we also have outside observation now. As a matter of fact, um, I uh, just supported a um, a cancer patient whose doctor noticed that she was getting she was able to get through her chemotherapy a lot better than some of her other patients were, and that she had more stamina and that she had more energy, she had more um, less pain, she was able to reduce her pain medications, and so she prescribed her a device, and at first the insurance companies didn't want to uh, approve it or pay for it, and eventually they appealed it, and she won. And the, the insurance uh, company did provide her now uh, with a device to use at home because it was getting too challenging to go for her to go see the biofeedback specialist at their office, and so that was. Oh my God, that's awesome! I was I was going to bring it up if it didn't get mentioned because I've been I've been watching what's been going on live from the crow's nest and uh, that there's been even some insurance acceptance and. Uh, uh, that's incredible. I know that was. Uh, the world's uh, changing. I love it. A, a, a challenging hill to climb, perhaps, but. Uh, that's going to make a difference for a lot of people. It is, and uh, we had some. Uh, we had a, a very talented uh, couple of practitioners in our industry who actually traveled and worked <clears throat> with the Chinese Olympic athletes. Not this round of the Olympics, but the the last one in Beijing uh, four years ago, and uh, they were able to effect some profound change. And, you know, of course, everything in China is so heavily regulated by the government, including sports medicine. So they were being very heavily scrutinized. Um, their stamina, it was, uh, um, I hope they don't mind my mentioning their names, Adam Mandel, Jeff Sutton. These were just a couple of, of practitioners that went and worked very extensively with them. And interestingly enough, they uh, they they were really able to get more golds out of uh, athletes that they didn't believe were in the running for gold. Many of them uh, just were able to improve their stamina, improve their coordination. Of course, uh, for a lot of them, it was dealing with the emotional stress and the pressure of being in the Olympics. And uh, some of, some of, of what came out of that was another form of recognition. He uh, uh, one one practitioner did stay on and continue to work in China for a few years and is back now and. So, so it's slow to come to come to fruition, but um, it's really about validation and verification and uh, allowing whatever you're doing to be put through the scrutiny and put to the test and and let it you know accept accept the outcome and you will learn something from that. If it's weak in certain areas, you need to learn that, and if it's strong in certain areas, you need to know more about that and make it even better. So um, that has never been uh, shied away from in this industry, although because it does bridge into consciousness factors and spirituality and things like that, it, um, of course, raises a few eyebrows and and people say, how are you supposed to scientifically validate consciousness? And, well, I think we're getting closer to being able to do that. Um, I don't think it should have ever been excluded from science to begin with, but... um, Right. I, yeah, but no. Well, uh, but you you uh, you were uh, also in an industry that uh, has experienced that over the years with hypnotherapy. Um, you know, I remember when hypnotherapy was seen as sort of a quack science and a way to make people cluck like a duck, and 
you know, now they're they're using it for pain management and uh, uh, dental pain, and uh, uh, and it's become an accepted an accepted modality that people don't hardly bat an eye at. And I, I look forward to the day when they when they see techniques like yours, um, you know, and 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 also my our friends that are in the say purely spiritual. Uh, side of things or like to say that they are that devices can be just as effective as ritual as as other quote unquote permission slips for your to communicate with yourself <clears throat> and uh, technology can sometimes be a great i would i would imagine and we'll uh, maybe touch on it after the break uh that some of these profounder trance states that people can more easily reproduce those themselves after they've experienced them with the with the assistance of the device. That's absolutely it. That it's a, it's about us remembering how to do this. And sometimes I need a little. It's like it's like saying here here's this vibration. Remember that? Oh, okay. Now I can go back there. It's almost like we can forget how to do this. And so I think ultimately it's a tool for us to be able to eventually be able to do everything that a device does just by simple intention. Absolutely awesome stuff. It is amazing. I am just so excited by this. Jean, I told you you'd have fun with Gage. (laughs) I don't get to tell her what people do, but I get to tell her if she's going to have fun. Yeah, well, because... It's, it's, one of us has to not know what's going on because there's always those listeners out there who are coming in maybe for the first or second time. They've heard a show, they thought it was cool, and they're interested in some of the topics that we're talking about. But you have to come from the, you know, the end of I don't know anything about consciousness, spirituality, the scientific oh, yeah. end of things, or the marriage of science and spirituality, which is actually occurring right now in the times that we're living in, all this stuff is new to a lot of people. So somebody has to look at it with, you know, wide open eyes. And I enjoy that because our technique this is a f- process is excellent. Well, if I'm, if I, I, I think myself. <laughs> I'm really excited about the idea that here is a scientific and technical way for people to connect to their higher selves. To me, that's just, I mean, what's the point of us having technological advancement if it can't help us reconnect with the power that we have within to heal ourselves? So that's very exciting, very exciting, and I can't wait to talk more about it. And it's got to be break time. I think we ran over. <laughs> it's, a, it's We ran over a little bit, but we do that. That's why we're flexible and have a two-hour window scheduled for a 90-minute show is, you know, sometimes we run over at the end. Sometimes we only get one break. I've quit telling people we take a break every 30 minutes. I tell them we always take one break and sometimes two. (laughs) (laughs) Our guests are just too fascinating. So you got a song for us, Rick, and then we'll come back. Uh, Yeah. Okay. That wasn't the button, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was reaching for the button next to it. But um I missed. I think that's a first. Right. 
Wow. But uh, I would say that we'll we'll have the Aquarius again. We'll rotate away and do something else for the break. But uh, to me, the convergence of science and spirituality is certainly stuff of the age of Aquarius. It, it certainly is. So this was our friend Jolene with her version of Aquarius. And we'll be back in about four minutes. Stay with us, folks. Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point that set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
Welcome back, everybody. That was our good friend Jolene uh, at at JoleneWorld.com, and it's J-O-E-L-E-E-N, world.com. Good stuff. Interesting, interesting version. I like it. It's very funky. Yeah. Funky's good. Funky's almost funky. like weird, and I like weird. Although, have you noticed? And funky and crazy. In light of, in, in light of our recent guests, and I'm going to say guests, plural, that weird is really becoming the new normal. It is. Weird's the new black. It is. I'm going to have to start wearing something other than a hippie skirt because I fit in. Yeah, you can't (laughs) have that. I'm going to put my suit picture back up. But that was my intention for leaving that suit picture up there for so long as my profile picture was. Why not some guy in a blue pinstripe suit with a red tie that looks as Republican as you can look in a photo being in the spirituality business? I love I'm, it. I'm actually finding, you know, friends from Lamar and St. John's both that, you know, I thought surely I was the only one that was insane that, you know, all the rest of them became accountants and lawyers and stuff. But uh, no, not true. <laughs> I can I can one up you there. Um, like workers working everywhere. In the service industry, working in the sim- service industry as I do. Um, which is really odd to say, but you would be amazed at how many seemingly ordinary everyday people, like the people that serve you your food and the people who gas up your car and the people that clean your hotel rooms, um, and even apparently the people who own the hotels uh, are fully consciously aware that there is something profound going on during these times. And, they are not just thinking about it. They are talking about it. Of course. And it's exciting. It's yeah, exciting. The vibration is spreading. And the vibration is spreading with the help of folks like Gage. Because you don't just practice this. You run around the world and teach people this, both online and weren't you recently in Europe? Yes, I um, uh, it, it was great because um, again we have so many different types of users. I mean, I, I was teaching at a medical school in Romania, uh, the Victor Babish School of Pharmacology there of Neuroencephalography and Biofeedback, and teaching it there uh, amongst uh, some of the doctors who, of course, is, are using it in a more medical context, but they are also embracing uh, the importance of of the spiritual components as well. Uh, but uh, we were also, I was also in Greece, and we were talking about some, some other worldwide stress patterns that I felt had some some deeper deeper connections with media programming that I felt needed to, to be addressed. And um, then I was teaching human growth development recovery for sexual abuse in Norway. And uh, there's really just not anything that you can't apply what we do towards, uh, but but it's all still necessary to have a lot of other skills and other uh, information in order to to 
skillfully use the device. And, and again, going back to that very first question, you know, what, what would it look like if I were to come to you for a session? Well, that first connection is between the two people, not the device. And uh, that requires that we, we have a deeper insight into, into some of their profiles. And uh, one of the most, I think, rampant and pervasive epidemics on the planet is sexual abuse and human trafficking. And uh, I, I, I even see a very deep link with that as a blockage to some people's spirituality uh, being all that it could be because uh, it, it just represents such a, a betrayal on so many different levels and in, spirit, and, and in energetic centers of body that do feed our upper chakras, for example. That, um, you know, it's something that needs to be addressed and hopefully stopped. So, you know, all of it has its place in what we do and yeah so we're trying to reach as many people as possible and and learn i i still continue to learn as well um there's nothing boring about it there's there's just too many signatures on here and too many different ways of reacting to those signatures that unveil a certain profile that are uh, there's always something there always well always and it, it, it it's it's the case, I think, with any uh, modality. Uh, you know, you mentioned hypnotherapy, astrology, and biofeedback. The best astrologers are the ones that intuitively interpret uh, and and and, ex- and through experience interpret charts. And and because you can't, people are too unique to be able to just write a profile and say. That's why your the the inventor didn't test one person and say feel anger and then just say okay that's what anger looks like for everybody because it, it it's there would be too many overtones and things and that you're trying to work out and find the the base frequency of um and uh, so it it does it takes a a dedicated professional to interpret those things in my in, in my opinion whether it's a medical doctor a feng shui practitioner Whatever it, you 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 just can't write a book that says here's the recipe for everybody. That's right, and um, that is the underlying principle underneath the design of the device is that you cannot just profile people into these simplistic terms. And um, the inventor, you know, likes it. Well, that's called reductionism. I don't know if you if you're familiar with that term or not. The inventor. Um, as Desiree Duvenay has a business card that says, how do you keep a reductionist busy for hours? And, of course, a reductionist just means reducing things down to one single cause, right? One simple little cause. How do you keep a reductionist busy for hours? Turn card over. And you turn the card over, and it says, how do you keep a reductionist busy for hours? Turn Turn card card over. Turn card over. The hamster wheel mind. (laughs) Right. And so uh, it, 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 it was designed to see a unique profile almost every time. And, you know, as you said, some of those things like reacting to ages and things, that just uh, clues you in as a practitioner to areas that areas to focus on more. Uh, and uh, I just think it's astounding that uh, that it's begun to get enough acceptance in the medical community that uh uh that you've got even one doctor uh much less several that have prescribed the device
Yeah, and it's helpful that it does have some some basic classical biofeedback parameters built into it, and and ways you know methodologies uh, underneath the device as well. Uh, and you know when the inventor was seeking clearance for the device with the FDA, he basically said, you know, how do I categorize this? And they said, what's it doing? And he says, well, I'm measuring people's reactions to voltammetric signatures. And and they said, oh, that sounds like biofeedback. You're doing it through through skin resistance? Yeah. Okay. That's biofeedback. So this kind of adds another uh, realm to bio. You know, it's, it's it's biofeedback detection of stress responses. Of stress responses, yeah. It it to to stress again to people that might be familiar with, say, the little boxes you put your two fingers on. Um, that's very coarse biofeedback. It, 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 it's really not that related to what professionals. Uh, can do with biofeedback. Uh, but even that classic GSR has been used in psychology and uh, other settings, psychiatry, uh, for exactly that. You know, you can use the, a simplified machine like that to learn to relax. Totally. Totally, yeah, by understanding when your responses are are stronger and when when you can learn to and and how to control them they usually emit a sound that lets you know when you have reduced the stress response and that you know enables you to to learn control over certain things i was just chatting with a uh, a lady in my neighborhood this afternoon on my way back home and uh, you know she was describing uh, some classical biofeedback that uh, she had had uh, used and, and seen used, and it just uh, involved uh, control over relaxation, and that was it. And that that was life changing enough to gain control over several areas that were problematic. And so it's not to be underestimated. Those those simpler ways of of using biofeedback are still very very important. This one just has so much more information and. That information happens to be more electrical in nature, but it's translatable. Uh, everything's well described on the line. You know, this is a flower essence for feeling uh, blasé because is this all there is? Or this is a flower essence for uh, resolving past physical pain? Or this is a flower, you know, for every flower mm. essence that's on there, there's a description on the line as to what it's for. And almost always people can relate to what that is and say, you know, again, they go back to the. They they want to give the power away to the device. They want to say, "How did the device know that?" And we have to continually remind them, "No, your body electric recognized this and reacted to it, and it was that specific." So, it's uh, it, yeah, I'm, I I really just love the technology. It's amazing. So then, what? What is the next step? I mean, after after you have essentially, I'm going to use the word diagnosed, although it seems to modern medicine for this particular device, this is beyond um, what we've seen before. But once you've figured out what's going on with the person, what's the next step? How do they, um, you know, how do they train themselves to think differently, to be able well, to change the reactions. Well, that, that comes down to a lot of the practitioner's skill and being able to um, talk about them, talk to them about that meaningfully 
and in a way to where they can start creating their own, of course, goals. But then the way that the device can help support is if they reacted to, say, five different flower essences, one for uh, restoring the light fibers of the body and another one for uh, aura, aura field balance and another one for uh, supporting resolution and overcoming depression or another one for uh, releasing past regrets. Let's say they reacted to those four out of you know hundreds. Let's say that they reacted to those four the most. We just take those signatures and we feed it back to them and it's as if their subconscious recognizes that signature as something that is supportive of, the, of it finding its own resolution. Now, in terms of some of the injury patterns, for example, um, and we know emotional trauma can leave some uh, something similar as physical injury patterns in terms of its footprints energetically throughout the body, um, that that is something that we would use different signatures for. We would use some of the signatures taken from substances that are uh, support the body's ability to uh, create its own wound healing. And there's a great deal of research su- uh, supporting its efficacy there. And so what we do is we just choose the right signatures that support whatever they may need to get past whatever hurdle they're experiencing, be it a physical phenomenon such as an injury pattern or pain or waveforms that are, you know, for for example, something that has been described more as degenerative, then we would we would try to entrain different waveforms and and in a way it's it's like teaching the body electric to remember these patterns. If you think about it, all it is is information. So it's like a learning process of on uh, the nonverbal level, it's not a type of learning we associate with reading a book and, and remembering the contents. It's more kinesthetic and more energetic. It's it's in terms of, you know, there's a basic premise that the subconscious mind only can do what it knows. And I think almost everybody in this day and age is familiar with that concept, that the, the subconscious mind operates off of the pain or pleasure principle. Then, and, and what represents pain is an unknown. And what represents pleasure is a known. And so that's why we see people entrapped in these repeating patterns because they haven't learned anything else to, to replace it with. And so we're trying to teach this knowledge on a very nonverbal level to the body electric, which, of course, it's, it's the subconscious and the superconscious mind, if you will, reading that information and I, I will say that there is a, a certain phenomenon that happens with this device uh, that I've only seen with this device, and that is the subconscious becoming finally safe to express itself because the device is designed to be neutral. All it does is report the reactions and answer it back without any judgment. So many people have taught, been taught in so many different direct and indirect ways of suppressing information in terms of their emotional truth or whatever they might be feel, really feeling or what might really be going on with them. They stuff that down because of either punishment or criticism or judgment, shame, blame, any of the risks that go with that that usually ultimately result in a loss of love or a perceived loss of love. And so when we start to see the superconscious interfacing with a device that doesn't judge, 
we start to see it opening up. And so in subsequent sessions, we start to see more content, more information. All of a sudden, you know, by the fifth, sixth session, people's superconscious minds are getting very specific about what it wants to express uh, the need for a little support with. Yeah, because it, you know, I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about the speed with which it goes so that you don't get the conscious interference. Right. You know, if you show somebody a picture of someone that's angry or uh, a card with the word anger on it or just ask them about their anger, there's so many social surface considerations that they throw in there of, you know, well, I, I'm 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 a light worker. I'm not supposed to be angry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they might even themselves. People will judge themselves and, and suppress their own emotions. Right. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and finding a way to... Up all the time. Yeah, to read these signatures to sort of go direct to the source, so to speak. Uh, so we've talked with several of our guests about the fact that the emotional body really, in a way, creates the physical body and certainly has an intimate effect on the emotional, uh, I mean, on the physical body. Um, and uh, it's a it's a it's a fascinating way. It's it's something that I certainly had never thought about. Um, but it it it's ringing true with my superconscious. <laughs> Good. Well, I, I want to hook up. You know, I'm, I'm how okay. How do I get? to where she is so I could hook up to this thing and see what it can do because I'm just right fascinated. Yeah, is there a, a directory of practitioners? Or? There is, and there used to be a lot of online resources to access them, and um, I know that the manufacturer in Budapest is starting to um, uh, compile another list of practitioners I might even start one on my website, the Institute of Stress Sciences, we'll see. Uh, but uh, there's there's definitely a lot of people using it around the world. It's not difficult to find a practitioner anymore. Uh, our numbers have grown, and that's very exciting to see. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that it's, it's, not the, it's not like the right choice for everybody. I, I personally, it's my modality of choice. I've, I've, I, I, for example, know people who will swear by rothing, you know, that, that really, really aggressive form of, of massage that I just found horribly painful and just couldn't walk for a few days, and I didn't feel any release. It wasn't my cup of tea, whereas this was. Uh, the subtle energy um, exchanges have been the most profound for me. I, I've, I've, I've been able to... to get to the bottom of a lot of my own personal chronic wellness issues by seeing what my superconscious is reacting to. For example, with me, it just was all over the... When I first got the device, it was mercury, 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 mercury. Metals and mercury. And uh, as I discovered more, I was just uh, shocked by how much was really in my body through dentistry and through uh, some other factors like vaccines and things like that. And, um, you know, it explained a lot. So... Uh, it's it's I, I don't know why anybody wouldn't want this information to tell you the truth. I mean, who wouldn't want to know what you specifically react to? Just as a pointer uh, to yourself as to where to take maybe some of your own personal self growth, or 
you know, perhaps to, to, to pay more attention to in your diet or to, you know, because, you know, you used an interesting word before, you know, once you diagnose, but we don't die. It's not considered diagnostic because it's not on that molecular level of, of, of what's, what's currently acceptable. Yeah, they can't go in the chemistry lab and do it. No, and and it was never. Well, I mean that's why that's why I said it didn't feel like the right word to use, but I, I didn't know what other word to use. Um, well, but it, lo- locate an area of focus. Yeah, that's that's your dimensional translator. Well, oh, thank y'all. But I mean, there are doctors who will use it, and they'll see, and they know basically because of their own licensing boards and their. The, the standards that they've agreed to abide by, that they they use it as a, a system of hints, and that was what it was designed to be. It's a system of hints that can show a picture that can be verified through yet another blood test, for example, or a saliva test, or some other means, but uh, or an X-ray. But you know, the, so they'll they'll go and get that 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 second form of validation. But in terms of being able, you know, in the early days, it was called the um, quantum QXCI, and it's abbreviated as a quick C, you know, QXCI, quick C. You can quickly see what somebody's reacting to, and then that would give them a hint. Oh, I never would have thought to look at that. Let's run a test on X, Y, or Z, and then they go do it and get their validation. And uh, so it has been used in that context, but in and of itself, it's not that final diagnostic criteria. And, you know, the only people that can diagnose are people who are licensed to diagnose. And you don't have to have a license to operate this device because it, it, there's no risk. It can't hurt you. Uh, it's safe. Um, the inventor, uh, Bill Nelson, Desiree Dubonnet's first child was born autistic because of medication his wife was given during her pregnancy. Safety first is the rule, and this device is safe. And so because it poses no risk, you know, the licensed fields are the ones in where which there's there's risk involved. Like, for example, an esthetician could, you know, burn, they, they, could, they could hurt one of your nerves in your face, or uh, even somebody that is just doing your hair in a, in a beauty salon needs a license because they could burn your scalp with dye, for example. So, you know, any field that has risk requires a license. So so we do have unlicensed practitioners using it and their scope is stress reduction and meaningful coaching. And and that really is one of the most rewarding areas of the device. But yes, there are doctors using it and, and they'll take a look at what they see and of course get other validation and and um you know work it into to the way that they're practicing medicine. So well on I was going to ask, we have a number of Everyday Connection family members that are, uh, well, from licensed psychologists to hypnotherapists and and, uh, uh, licensed social workers. I was thinking about Paige Bartholomew. Um, If one of our uh, folks that are in that line of work are interested in learning more about uh, what you do and and, uh, what would be their route to – they could they get in touch with you and you can provide them with the information on your training and and how they can uh get into the to the line Absolutely. again for our professional brothers and sisters for sure you can email me at gauge at mindnrg.org and that's spelled m i n d and then the letters m as in nancy r as in roger g 
org. So gauge at mindenergy.org, and I can definitely answer some questions for you and um, perhaps lead them in the right direction. Um, I've put up the links in our in our chat room several times, but for our uh, numerous and much loved podcast listeners, uh, that's also your website would be www.mindnrg. It's all one word. There's no hyphen. It's m i n d n r g dot org. That's right, and it appears to be just a, a very simple website, but it's really just the the face of a very large private library. Yeah, the, the meat of the sites after they are a member and log in, I would think, from what yeah. I've seen. They log in, and then they have access to all the videos and all the content and downloads and other materials for them. You know, there's a lot there. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's quite overwhelming sometimes, but it's, it's all there and um, will continue to grow. So I, I have one more question that I don't often ask or guess, but I'm going to ask it again with you. Big picture, what does that look like to you? I mean, we're talking now about a device um, that's being used globally already, that's being accepted by some of the people in the medical field and even by insurance companies, which is just absolutely astounding to me. Um, I'm saying um so much tonight. I'm just astounded by what you're telling me. (laughs) But what does the big picture look like to you when people have easy access to this method of self-healing? Well, I I think that the big picture is more about personal responsibility uh, not being hypnotized by media in terms of just ex, uh, the onslaught I see through marketing of pharmaceuticals for just about everything. I mean, for, don't get me wrong. I, pharmaceuticals, there's some pharmaceuticals that are life-saving and absolutely necessary and are uh, modern forms of, of medical ingenuity in and of themselves. But yet uh, we're, we're starting to see uh, a lot of, of problems from some of those medications being prescribed for what I believe are spiritual growth lessons. And if people don't start accepting responsibility for their journey, but also for their wellness and to start maintaining their wellness and not just to eat everything that's advertised on television or that's available through a drive-through and, you know, sure there's times when it's convenient, but we've got to be take responsibility for our wellness and understand it better. We need to understand our bodies better in terms of the body electric and how certain chemicals and toxins from our environment are an insult to the body. We need to get more proactive about our freedom to choose other sources then, say, for example, fluoridated water, which is not even, you know, really naturally occurring fluoride anyway. Uh, We've got to take responsibility for that. So I think that, I think what it, what the big picture looks like is people waking up and realizing that, you know, there's a a large part of what we believe about our existence that has been programmed through media and even through education that doesn't embrace our full potential. And I I would think that any of your listeners would, would agree with that. It's partly why I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up a lot of the education for, 
the biofeedback programs right now and introducing uh, another this will this will hopefully maybe I make it maybe I can come back and, and yak at you some more about uh mind energy the guided imagery program that uh I'm gonna be releasing probably this fall. Very soon. That is about uh really teaching people how profoundly important their focus is right now and not to just allow the media to hijack that by placing their attention on whatever is in front of them, but rather really understanding the importance of why we're here right now. And that is to focus and use our our minds to help create and shape this world in a better way. And our minds are capable of doing that as long as we're not terribly distracted or medicated through the water. That's my opinion. So I think we, the big... we, I would love to have you back to talk about yeah. that. I, Absolutely. I have some dates oh, for you. Yes. We, uh-huh. we to, I could stand on the soapbox all night. We, have, we actually <laughs> happen to have some dates in September. And, you know, so now I see why uh, we're not quite out. A lot of times we're a whole month ahead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we definitely need to have you back and, and uh, talk about that and uh, and just provide some more promotion. We will, of course, have links and all of that good material on uh, our archive on our website at everydayconnection.me. Um, and because it is, it's now is the time that, and, and you know, I know we're we're getting close to, 9.30, 8.30, 7.30, wherever we are. Um, getting close to 2.30, I'm sure, for Sam. Uh, something like that. <clears throat> Bless you, Sam, again, for the middle of the night. Listen. Um, but uh, it is in, in the field of hypnotherapy. I mean, they have studied with, even with just EEG, what happens to people when you sit down and just stare at the television, or as I've fondly referred to it for many years, the idiot box? Um, and I'm not necessarily talking about watching a movie that is on there that you wanted to see in the theater, and you but you don't like theaters or whatever is your deal. I'm not saying that everybody has to... I have sold all of my televisions. I have none. Um, I watch TV. AT&T still can't believe that I don't have cable for television. They keep offering it to me, and I've told them I don't want it. But it it does, it can, and for many, many, many people, does put them in an EEG trace that would be almost equivalent to a hypnotic state. Does it not? Yeah. But I, I, think, I think people need to be aware of what it is. I mean, it, it's, it's a great tool for downtime. And, well, yeah, and certainly and myself, I know for pain management, it, Disney it was the bomb for pain management for me. So TV can be a tool, but I think you need to, yeah, no, you need to be aware, consciously aware um, of what you're accepting and not accepting from it. If it's purely just some downtime entertainment for you and you're not sucking it in as, you know, it, it all in as truth, then I think it's perfectly okay. But this this habit that some people have, I know my parents, sadly, and this is such a crazy way to live, but when they got up in the morning, the TV went on, and it never went off until they went to bed. 
and right. it just stayed on all day in the background. I know people that turn the volume down and sleep with it on. That's dreadful. Uh, and I, if you don't mind, I would like to, to just share that, you know, I have a, a, yeah. a very, very deep background in, and appreciation for uh, drama and theater and art. And that's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about television. I'm talking about most of the information that's coming through on the news and through advertisement. Right. And, and some other images, you know, that really aren't conducive to moving humanity forward. Good art moves humanity forward. A fine movie and a fine play moves humanity forward and wakes us up to those elements in ourselves that are very powerful. And those are the early roots of theater. It was an, a, a spiritual connection. Uh, it was our divinity as humans that was alive and able to be moved by that, to uh, to to allow us uh, to to shape events even, and to embrace certain archetypes. You know, I'm, I'm sure your psych- psychologists who are listening can appreciate that, that the archetypal sure. representations in theater was extremely important and continues to be to this day, and that's not what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, absolutely. If, if, you look yeah. at, if you look at some of the content of, of even the biggest hit movies of this year, last year, you know, and, and the years preceding 2012, it's just been astounding to look at it from the perspective of somebody who's, I'm not going to say enlightened or completely awake, but somebody who's conscious and who's on the on the path, working her way through the journey and, you know, doing it with eyes open to, to watch some of the films that have come out in the last couple of years. It's just been such an uplifting and an inspiring experience. However, I agree with you with regards to the news. I mean, I don't watch the news because it just scares the hell out of me. They'll mess with your mind. And that's kind of what they're trying to do, <laughs> spread a little well, fear. I, but, you know, there's also inferred messages, and I'm, I'm sure the hypnotherapists uh, listening can appreciate this as you can, that there are inferred ways to get information accepted into people's subconscious mind in very subtle ways. And um, I just want to mention as a closing thought that I don't think it's an accident that there are so many hospital and cop shows. It's either about illness or incarceration. I don't think that's enough. No. It's getting people way too comfortable with this. On any night of the week, you can find either a cop show or you can find a hospital show. It's not getting them comfortable with it. It's getting them excited about it. I mean, let's be honest about this. We're talking about people getting excited about people getting arrested and incarcerated. We're talking about people getting excited about watching people get cut open. We're talking about people getting excited about crimes being solved when they should be getting excited about the possibility of there not being any crime. I mean, we've got shows like... You know, well, we've got shows like like the pawn shop shows and the this and the that, and it's just insane what people get really worked up over it comes, when there's so much good quality content on there, and yet these other shows are really getting hyped. It, it comes back to that everyday choice thing, that personal responsibility thing. I'm, I know a lot of people that sit in front of CNN and eat their organic meal. 
And they're very picky about what they'll put into their body, into their mouth, but they're not picky at all about what thoughts and ideas and inferences and, uh, you know, one of the favorite tools of folks that would like to lead you somewhere, the problem resolution solution, you know, present you with a problem and then they'll resolve it. And so you now know the solution is to give them more whatever, you know, laws, regulations, give away more of your freedom and power. And it's the, it's the knowledge that you have a choice. You can choose what you put in your head, just like you choose what you put in your mouth. And, uh, you know, devices like the one that Gage works with are proof that your energetic structure, your body electric, your emotional body, your however you'd like to look at subtle body, whatever you want to put for labels, you know, pigeonholes, we don't, that doesn't really matter, uh, does is is affected sometimes profoundly by what you choose to put in your ears and eyes. It's it's and it's true and 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 just as um, I don't know if this is directly related, but uh, consciousness is something that w- where our attention and focus is is also something that we will react to on the on the, the biofeedback device. And I've pretty much tested this on on a number of people as well as myself, although not through an official scientific study, although I'd like to. But I can sit down. I've, I've tested this. I can sit down and read an article about for example, pancreatic cancer. And I put myself on the device, and bang, I react to pancreatic cancer. So there's something about, you know, that, that's another reason why it's not diagnostic. If, if you are really focused on something, you will react to it, not because you necessarily have it. Well, so and like you said, some of the things you've suppressed may take a little while to come about because you've learned to push it down so far. It, it, it it's a a fantastic uh, method and modality. Uh, uh, it, it, the ability to it's it's kind of what light workers, uh, waking up people do. You as you pass through the world, you're you're emanating that vibration and uh, providing people with an energetic alternative. And like sometimes it's just reminding, oh, that's what that feels like. That's right. And it's no accident that whether it's Abraham or any of these people teaching law of attraction, it's somehow you've got to f- figure out how to feel the feeling before you can get the reality. Uh, and people are like, yeah, but I don't know. How do you conjure up that feeling? Well, here's a way where you can practically insert an energetic example and say, this is what it looks like. And your heart and your emotional body have the intelligence to take that and go, oh, yeah, okay, I remember now. They really do. Precisely. And and, and, it's, and in that way, it is like learning. And that's, that's going to be the new uh, advent of the next um, upgrade of the technology. It's going to be called that, the e-discord. Sounds like the educator. That's what it is. It's it's it's, it's educating, and it's it's fascinating. So, and yeah. enlightening. It can it helps it's people just, lighten up. <laughs> it's just wonderful. I'm just. It's just wonderful. Thank you so much, you and and all of all of the people who work in your field. Just thank you because 
what a wonderful, wonderful gift to give to the world. It's so hard for people to find that, for lack of a better word, vibration that they're trying to tap into when they're overwhelmed with day-to-day issues and burdens. And and to know that if I could just tap into that that sense of joy for long enough, then I would start to experience it on a more regular basis. But how can I do that when the weight of the world is, is you know, pushing me down? It's a bombardment. And here's, yeah, and here's, here's not a quick fix necessarily, um, although might be a lot but quicker a, than 10 years a in a monastery. But perhaps at some areas. That, but a quick you know. C, at some a areas, whole lifetime yeah, meditating. exactly. <laughs> that a whole lifetime meditating might might answer your questions, or or you could hook up to this machine and see where it takes you. Like you said, it might not work for everybody. Um, but everybody but has their. It's, it's got to be worth a try, things. you know. Everybody has their something. You know, everybody of got their something, and um, a lot of the. Uh, indigenous rituals were designed to engender a vibration in in somebody but there's just so many people in the quote unquote modern world that wouldn't consider walking a maze or uh, going down to Peru and taking ayahuasca or beating a drum for eight hours you know it it seems they've been told it's too quacky Quacky? Is that a word? Did I just make that up? I think <laughs> I just we, made that up. Do we have a sound effect for that one? <laughs> I'm going to have to get one. That's actually what I, I was doing. When you called it uh, oh. 5.30, 6.30, 7.30, um, was downloading some sound effects, and I'm going to upload a few okay. choice ones up in there. You know, applause, and I was thinking something for those awe moments. Yeah, maybe some duck quacking, some quacky. Yeah, do you have an audience going, ooh? Yeah, yeah, for those awe moments. Um, We get that where our guest will say something and and then we just all sit there and go, wow. And you don't know what to say. Um, I think tonight, though, it's just all I can say is thanks because here's, here's an option, a viable option for people that's been validated by scientific studies, and that's exciting. So it makes so. A, it makes an exciting bridge to me for people to uh, move from that programming that science is all there is to, hey, wait a minute, maybe there's a little more to me than I thought, and uh, and helps them make that everyday connection. So again, Absolutely. folks can find out more at www.mindenergy, which is mindenergy.org. Uh, I've also put up the link to uh, Mind Energy has a Facebook page, um, fan page or business page, however you, I don't know what you call this, if page. When you go search, <laughs> they call them pages, whatever. Uh, we have several. My website has a page. And... Um, and, of course, the email address, and we'll get all those links in, in the archive because uh, this is just exciting stuff, and, and 
we'd love to shout from the treetops that you know, hey, here's a here's a cool option. You want to check it out? Because if you and we will bring her back absolutely. to explore this further here within a week or two. We'll bring her back to talk about what what's coming up and some of these other subjects because we could do a month probably. And so if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you stop by everydayconnection.me and uh, keep an eye on the schedule, on schedule for when we get her scheduled back in. If you want to get some calls into her on the next show, ask some questions. Yeah, absolutely. Call in. Um, then you can listen live. We would love to have you in our chat room or on the, on the phone or on Skype. Uh, we get... Sam calls in from Glasgow, so and we've had guests from Australia, so you can probably get a hold of us. Excellent. You're never too Have far away. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Well, thank you for having me. It was it's been a, fun. a treat and a pleasure and very fun. And it's so nice to to chat with you guys. Excellent. And I will. I'll get you some dates here tonight or tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll work it out to have you back soon. Sounds wonderful. Thank you again. All right, everybody. We have. Do I have a calendar still? I hope Somebody, you have a calendar. Somebody's coming. We have more shows scheduled. Oh, yes. We have um, uh, Shanti Ma, the Peace Mother, who's going to be joining us for talking about other modalities like rituals. Uh, she's going to talk about Mayan uh, rituals that she studied. She's also studied uh, Eastern rituals. Oh my god, we're finally getting a Mayan expert on this show in 2012. That's awesome! Actually does. Actually, I actually have checked her out and checked out the guy that she trained under. And he's actually, he came and did a presentation at a university and did a miniature version of the, he said his, you know, when he and other uh, shaman would get together to try to make it rain, it was often a two or three day ritual. But he said, I can do an example. And, um, this was in uh, Brownsville or Harlingen in South Texas. And the forecast was for clear skies. There were clear skies when everybody got there. And the weathermen called them pop-up showers. It rained like nobody's business about four hours right. after he finished. So that's, that's going to be exciting. Amazing. And then next Tuesday, a week from tonight, we have our sis, Stacy Kirchable. And she'll be bringing all her friends. And that with her. will be absolutely again um, for our listeners. It's great, great one to call in, ask questions, talk to the crew. Um, be aware, though, it will more than likely be an R-rated show. Entirely, because <laughs> it is possible, guard. Even her, even when she's in channel, the professors don't really pull punches. They uh, do not pull punches no. at all. They do not moderate their delivery. Um, yeah, it's and it's going to be a good one to say, call and say, say, when's my girlfriend or boyfriend going to arrive? Because, boy, they'll tell you what they think. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be a great show. We will have a fantastic time. Because um, she's fun doing to be had with things stuff uh, as well. And we want to be sure and get the word out. We just like to spread the word about all these awesome human beings that are on the planet. And that that includes There's you, everybody listening to this. That's your to-do list every day is, number one, be awesome. Number two, stuff. That's it. That's your to-do list. Do stuff and be awesome. What? Yeah, that's it. And if you're doing stuff that's awesome, 
drop us a line at yeah. everydayconnection.me or rick at everydayconnection. You've at, heard our shows. Or rick at everydayconnection.gmail.com. At, at, and, and say, hey, I'd like to be a guest. Yeah. Or just go to our website at everydayconnection.me and click on Get Involved. It tells you all about, you know, everybody thinks that's just a donation page, but it's not. It's We want guests. We have another page called Got Music for the independent musicians like Jolene. Uh, we love to play their stuff and have them on the show to talk about what they're doing. So come on down and play around the campfire. We'll have a good old time. <laughs> and I'll maybe do voices, but probably not. Not for long. And I might even ask you who the hell you do. Yeah, I need one of those bump bump type sound effects for when I tell jokes because they usually need one. <laughs> anyway, listen, folks, join us again on Thursday evening, uh, same bat time, same bat channel. And until then, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.